Bernard's in a pickle like never before in the Sir Bernard Moore show now in an episode entitled Wings of Danger. Sponsfields and Woodland. 24 greenhouses. 20 pantries. 11 rooms full of all my costumes from all the plays I've been in over the years. An Olympic sized swimming pool. As a child, I remember it had water in it. Seven acres of wine cellar. It's all gone. We've gone drunk in. Now we have to get it from the petrol station. Six big fields. Four burnt-out cars, five libraries, four kitchens, four tennis pitches, four cockney workmen working on the roof. You are right, John? You are right, mate? Three mazes, the main maze, the master maze and the mini maze. Three cinemas, two helmet and a downstairs toilet. Come on. Works. That's the power of the radio, man. Power of the radio. I suppose it sounds like a paradise, doesn't it? Mmm. It's a lousy cage. It's a hollow sham. It's a lousy cage. Or a hollow sham. It's a lousy cage. This room's a lousy cage. This house is a lousy cage. Life is a lousy cage. No. It's a hollow sham. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. What was that? I bet you're probably thinking, what was that noise? Well, I'll tell you. You see, upon strict doctor's orders, I've been forced into the habit at all times of carrying with me a pocket-sized homemade junior calming horn. A 50 decibel self-blast with that, 15 cm approx from your face, and you'll soon give up debating whether life's a lousy cage or a hollow sham, and realise that it's just so, so special. I made this one myself, and you can make one too. All you need is uh, the, the spring of a mousetrap, string, uh, a teapot lid, and a, a length of flexible rubber tubing, perhaps 30cm approx, and make sure it's clean. A lemon barley bottle. A mouth! Magic, magic crystals. The, uh, the guy in the store said these were from Venus. A handful and a half of carrot peelings. And, ideally, help from a friend. Or for those of you who haven't got any friends, and there will be some of you, then do as I did and get some help from Mum. Now, if you delight in the enriching wonderment of personal crafting as much as I do, then please write in and tell me how you got on. I look forward to seeing some pictures of your very own horns. Oh. 
speaking frankly I'm not in the best of health. So concerning uh, last week I became so fevered from what I'm guessing is called Sabernop Moore's disease that I hallucinated I was a lost flask of hot soup. I was rolling from side to side in a flask-esque way for about 10 minutes, sweating, frothing, with a temperature of 149 degrees F. And 149 degrees F is hot. These days, the national curriculum was given F, the F off. So how do we convert 149 degrees F into Celsius grades? Join me in the mini-maze for maths, music and merriments. At times I feel sweaty, at times I feel cold. It's all to do with something we call temperature, I'm told. But calculate the Fahrenheit when all you know is C. You double up the F and then add 30 on your C. But calculate the Celsius grade when all you know is F. You take away the 30 and then half what you have left. Where's the F? Oh no, I've forgotten the F. Oh, no. It doesn't matter what the F is. Doctor Not. Sorry, I didn't realise you were following me around, writing all this down in a medical jotter. Yeah, Bernard, I'm real concerned about this hallucination. Are you? This isn't the first time, is it? No, it's not. Have these hallucinations been happening with some frequency? Yes, they have. Often they're so frequent that one begins before the last one's finished. Scary! Scary! Yeah, now, there could be several explanations for this, Bernard. Tell me, do you ever suffer with insect bites? The answer is yes. Ah, just as I expected. Look, the bites won't be the cause of these fevers, but they will only act to amplify an already irritable mood, which you quite, 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 quite clearly have. Oh, no! I suggest gin and tonics every half hour from midday to dusk, and from dusk to bedtime. Uh, never be without one in your hand. I can do that. Great. Try and keep a cigar lit at all times. You can still, Wait, that's a still smoke your 60 cigarettes today. Just take the cigar out in between. <laughs> I'll be smoking more than crack it to it. Yeah. Bernard, I'd like to know what you think is causing these hallucinations. I have my suspicions, yeah. but it's delicate. I've told you many times in the past that for the treatment to be successful, you've got to be 100% honest with me. Right, well, I will. Turkeys are doing it to me. Turkeys from space. This doesn't surprise me. It doesn't? No. I've long suspected your problem to be psychological. It's not psychological, it's physical. I have poof. Solid, irrefutable poof. Irrefutable poof, as in irrefutable poof. Proof, well, as yeah, in scientific evidence. Yes, of the turkeys yeah. and the monolith and the strange noises. Strange and noises. And the tremors. Wait, wait. When did this hallucination begin? This isn't a hallucination. This is really happening. I'm asking you for straight answers here, and you're starting to play games no, with me. No, no, it's not a game. Don't play it's, games it's, it's, with it's me. not a game. Well, even if it was a game, it'd be one as serious as a, oh, a cup final of football, a world yeah. cup final of football between two nations forever sworn as enemies, like Germany and France or England and. Everybody. Okay, okay. Explain it to me. Well, in the sporting world, you see, England have a tendency to be regarded as a loser. Not about what, what? the soccer game. Explain to me about the turkeys. Oh, right. Yes. Okay. Okay. From the start. Fantastic. To establish mood. Yep. And to give context. If you want. To cut a short story long, it was 14 hazy midsummer days ago. Workmen had arrived at Househome Hall and busied themselves in a clearing on the edge of the estate named Gingerloo Down, digging out a massive hole for Mother and I to sit in, quietly, wearing gas masks, in case the Germans came back. 
Upon the morning of the third day, when the dig had reached a considerable depth of 1.75 metres, what was discovered and raised from the cold earth is as chilling as it is mysterious. An enormous black monolith, smooth to the touch, and just as if it had been made by a man, or men, on man-made machinery made by men to make things for man. I assumed that after this minor delay, work would carry on regardless, that a a faithful, friendly cart horse and fifty local stout youths would be summoned to haul the giant black slab from the ground, whereafter it would be paraded through the town, trip-trot, to much pomp and aplomb, swilling of mead and communal chant, and after a short speech by perhaps an eminent Wiccan or somebody from the council, it would be proudly erected in the middle of a mini-roundabout. However, to my great shock and surprise, this did not happen. The workmen fled in terrified panic, shouting about ancient curses and overtime. They refused to return. In an attempt to find answers, I sent a really long fax to a local historian, Mike Jaycock, and offered him the chance to examine the monolith. Unfortunately, this opportunity was squandered as soon as Mike's stepdad dropped him off. Mother has a fierce distrust of men with beards. She becomes unpredictably thrashy. Violence ensues. In my opinion, a beard on the right face can look rather dishy, but Mother disagrees and it's anything for a quiet life. Mounting mystery then turned to muddled madness when 48 hours later we had a total solar eclipse. The moon passed before the sun. The earth was darkened. And during those few moments of shadowed cover... The turkeys appeared, seemingly fixated with the monolith and generally just hanging round in gingerly down, gobbling, pecking, scratching and communicating with ancient extraterrestrial technologies. Now for the first week, I did the same as I've done with any problem I've ever encountered in my life. I just ignored it and hoped it would go away quietly. This tactic worked with my National Service draft and also that time at the supermarket when a man was picking on me for ages because of me airing clothes. But not so successfully with the turkeys. Dr. Nutt, I've become obsessed. This whole situation is holding a most bizarre and oppressive power over me. I can't stop watching them at night through binoculars from the bathroom window. They congregate and make noises. Like they're calling to me. Then I start this delirious singing. My hallucinations have increased from basically nil, ever, to one, to two, two, to three, three, to four a day. It can't be coincidence. It just can't be. And there it is. There you have it. I prostrate humbly before you, Doctor, my long tail fully exposed and now placed in your palms to judge. Gotta say, that is quite some tail, Bernard. Oh, it is. I really don't know how you think these things up. I didn't have to think of it. It actually happened. Thinking is fantasy. Happening is reality. But this is not reality. Not reality. No. I pulled a feather the size of a pint glass out of a pile of straw yeah, out there. Yeah, you have this feather, this giant turkey I feather had, I had an space. accident. I... I lost it. You had an accident. I lost tossed it hither and yon in my palm. It, it started tickling me and I, I laughed so hard I let it go. It went wee! Shut up. Straight up. Into... Shut up, Bernard. You're going to need to think ever so carefully about what you would like my next steps 
to be. Well, they can step out to Jindaloo now. Now, it'll take ten minutes, I can see for the same watch. I'm not going to do that. You're not listening to me. You're not listening. I am. I promise I am. I'm really concerned about your attitude. (laughs) This drama most likely rests somewhere in your past. It rests in a big field over there. I've just said. Calm down. Calm down. Use the calming horn. Use the calming horn. Now, when you're ready to talk openly, when you're committed to getting jam wine results, then I guess I'll return. Okay, I've been... That's how it's going to be, is it? That's how it's going to be. I feel like I'm wrong out this cloth, dog. Just take it easy, Bernard. Take it easy. Remember the gin and tonics. Oh, I can do that. And the cigar. I remember that as well. I'll call you. Uh, Not if I call you first. I thought you went to loud phone calls. As Dr. Lott was bundled into the back of the van in his straitjacket, I knew I needed to get to work, and fast. That night I plotted, that night I planned, that night I got through a whole box of crayons, frantically scribbling ideas in the back pages of my secret diary. I vowed to conjure a plan of action, to prove to Dr. Nutt that I wasn't some potty cuckoo fabricating fantastically tall tales of the supernatural. I was, in fact, as sane as him and I was telling the truth. When the clock struck twelve midnight and the full moon cast its sparkler dims over the grounds, I found my biggest candle, pulled on my long johns, my wellies and my knitted bed cape, donned my oversized wee-willy-winky night hat, filled two hot water bottles with gin and tonic, crept downstairs and out the house to sit in a rhododendron bush, watching the turkeys and trying to find the word stratagem in a dictionary. I realised soon enough that the only person I could confide in to validate my story was my uncle, Elliot Francois Campy. Yes, he was dim-witted. Yes, he was uncouth. Yes, he pretended to keep pigs. But he was family, and I knew he'd back me up in a tight spot. All I needed to do was lure him to Gingerloo down, get him to see with his own eyes what the turkeys were up to. But how? Should I use flattery? Should I use force? No, I decided I'll use something else. And as luck would have it, Elliot was due to pay me a visit at Househome Hall the very next morning. Hello, stranger! It's splendid of you to join me for a stroll. Blimey, Nick, you've gone out. What have we got to for now? You look dainty. Mm, how encouraging to know that a restful and relaxing holiday hasn't done anything at all to affect your perpetually grotty manner. Oh, well, no, no, don't do that, don't go, I, I need you to stay, Elliot, I'd, I'd like to hear all about this this holiday of Scotland. Yeah, yeah, Scotland, and it's been absolutely brilliant. Dumfries and Galloway again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach trip? I like the coach because you can sit next to people and make them talk to you. All the way there, and all the way back. Booked again for next year, have you? I haven't, no, not yet, because I'm thinking of doing something a little bit different next year. I might push boat out a bit. Oh, a know. cruise? That's excellent. No, Chesterfield Canal. They, right. they don't they don't actually do boat trips on Chesterfield Canal, so it's just my type of uh, holiday, really. You can oh, I stay in Chesterfield Hotel and uh, go to the canal, just walk, short walking distance, or a taxi ride to the uh, to the canal. And, uh, and then know, do what? And enjoy the, the surroundings. But you don't actually have to go on a canal boat to enjoy the canal. It's a unique circumstances. So I specifically pick a canal boat holiday when you're saying... No, I'm not picking a canal boat holiday. I'm picking the the holiday is the Chesterfield Canal. It's not a canal boat holiday. Yeah, but then you said you don't want a canal involved in the holiday. No, I don't don't want a canal boat. 
I don't want a canal boat. So a canal you're... without the canal boat. It's an ideal set of circumstances for people who like canals but don't like canal so boats. So your idea for holidays is, is, is hugely flawed. Would you like to come as well? No, I would I not. didn't think so. No, I'm not paying to stop in a room with you. <laughs> Absolutely no way. Well, it's the sort of holiday that I would... That you'll be doing alone. I don't know why I've bothered, but I brought something for you all the way from Castle Douglas. From, Actually, no, no, it's from Crossmarket. You know, I never received a postcard. <laughs> no, you didn't. You know why? Because <laughs> I didn't send you one. Oh, no! <laughs> now shut your eyes. Hold your little hand out. What is it? 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 Right. Open your eyes. What do you make of that? Eh? Eh? Shortbread? Yeah. And a tea towel. I know that you like shortbread. I know that you occasionally you've said you're short of tea towels. Just like last year, isn't it? And they, the year before that. They make a very traditional dependent Every gift. year, in fact, it's shortbread and a tea towel. You know? Well. Just once, it might be nice to have something a little bit more exciting. You mean like them little shields for a walking stick? Yeah. That's it, that's exactly what right. I meant. Elliot, as you can probably guess, I didn't ask you to join me for a walk on this beautiful morning just for the healthful benefits of fresh air, sunshine and some bracing exercise. Oh, well, what, 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 what did you then? Well, we've got something to do, and I've got a little job for you. Have a look at this. Oh, my goodness. Just unfold it. Who's done this then? Is this count? Me, me and Mother sat up doing it last You've night. You've done it? Oh, yes, we've done it. We've done it for you. Now, what it is... That's what it is. I can see what it is. It's a map of this area. It's a map of this area drawn by Mother and I. Have you you seen the shading on those Scots pines? Mother did that. Remember the countryside. Remember the countryside code. I don't need to remember it. I know it. This looks brilliant. Junior Explorer Action Fun Adventure Fun Bird Animal and Mini Beast Discovery Quest Map. Use the Junior Explorer Action Fun Adventure Fun Bird Animal and Mini Beast Discovery Quest Map to look for birds, animals, and mini beasts. What's mini beasts? Mini beast, uh, a very small aphid insect. I mean, imagine you were the size. Insect. Imagine you were the size of an ant. You were shrunk down. Uh, Those of a, another a similar size are, would, would be your contemporaries. There are very many to see. See if you can find them all. For each bird, animal, and mini beast, you discover you score point. some points. This Hold is the on. interesting point. I hope there's a list of my long here. We're never going to see all them. You see, when the you get to you, seventy points. Uh, pri- hold on, there's something about prizes. Yes, I'm trying to tell you. The more you don't need to tell me, I can read. When you get to 70 points, you can claim a prize. The prize is two chocasses. That's at 70 points. A chocasse apiece for 70 points. 70 so points? That's hardly sounds worth doing. You can tell when you have 85 points, here is another Will prize. Will you let me just explain? You don't need to explain it. Junior swimmer. Swimming satchel, oh, this is a waste of time. Goggles, arms, bands and a brick to fetch off bottom. That's an invitation to drain. Hold on. The top prize is for 100 points. Oh, could run a mile. A junior explorer telescope worth £34.99. Now, think what you could do with that that telescope. Think what you could do with that. The more animals... It sounds very reasonable for a junior explorer telescope. Of course it's reasonable. If I weren't sharper than folk tell me, I might be inclined to suppose that there was something suspicious about all this. Oh, my goodness, I don't know why you would think that. I don't know, just a feeling, a seventh sense. Something... Something not right. It's probably because probably I just need air cut. I don't know. That's your problem, Elliot. You don't trust people. Now, let's follow this ridiculously detailed and overly planned trail map it's all the way to, 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 to look gingerly down. That's where it ends. And not for one second shall we think about the words ulterior motive. Come on, birdie. Daylight's wasted. I mean, just... And so off we trotted for gingerly down, steadily weaving through Cheesenham Wood, wheezing up Poach Paunch Hill, 
crossing across old Jason's Bridge over the Lucinda River, then a gentle jog through the outpatient's car park, and a merry prowns over Mutton Mitten Heath. My plan thus far had worked a treat, proving undoubtedly that manipulation and hoodwinking are a really effective way of getting things done. What can you see? What have you seen? Uh, we've saw already we've ticked off midges, ant, worms. We only saw one ant, so that does count. Well, I know, I don't want to see more than one, because if you've, if you've got an ant stuck on the bottom of your boot, you, before you know it, you take it home and ask to have a bungalow full of ants. And that's the last thing I want. I wish I'd brought my sticks. Here, get across here. Come on then. Pause and a quick tally. How are you doing with the points? We are on 11 points. Where are we? We're just above Lake Palmer, so you've got... Shut up. Shut up, look. Oh, my goodness. That's a seagull. No, it's not. I thought it was a gazelle. Venison. Venison. Venison is on the list. No, no, it says venison's grazing. That's slightly different. I'm going to tick that one. Moths. Will they be on a tree stump? Moths may be in a tree stump. Moths may be in a tree stump. Brain mantis. Dog muck. Oh no, muck flies. Woman on a horse. Woman on a horse, yes. She uh, she lives just over the way. Annalise Etchingham is her name. Oh, we don't see her. I can't stick her. Massive slug. Massive slug, look there. Shh. Don't wake it up. Sneaky squirrel. Oh, three how, points. How much is sneaky squirrel? Three points. Three points. Massive slug was two points. Just, just a minute. Three points, two points. Be quiet. It's very quiet. It's lovely. Let's do it, 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 it's the world of good. You know, we ought to spend more time together, we ought to bond a bit more. I think we've bonded about as far as we're going to ever do. Have we? I miss it now, you don't take me swimming anymore. Well, no, that's not my fault, they were that, that man at pool complaining about, you know, about, oh, about the smell, about the fish, you know, the fish smell. Yeah, but what's more natural than somebody who smells a fish going swimming? Well, they didn't see it that way. You know, it's nice to actually get out here and, you know, it just opens your mind up to certain, certain different things that we can talk about, you know, and just, just have fun. Who do you think is going to win the Premier League of the football? I don't know, I wouldn't like to say... With the tip of the top of the monolith nearly in sight through the vista of pine, and with chatter idly drifting from favourite leek and potato soup recipes to who was the best at guessing the weight of someone in a photo, I decided it was time for me to make my move. We paused for a bit for refreshments and for exterior bathroomery obligations. It's lucky we've reached the shelter of the old, old abandoned bandstand just as this rather frightful storm has broken. Yeah, I know you'll probably want to talk, but can we just just bear in mind, just keep your eyes peeled for the Icelandic snow owl. All right. How it's many? worth 25 points. 25 if we get that, then I'll go to Telescope. I'll keep I mean, I'll share Telescope. My eyes peeled. Elliot, while we're uh, waiting for the Icelandic snow owl, GNT. Pardon? GNT. Pardon? GNT. Pardon? GNT. Do you want a gin and tonic? Yeah, go on then, please. All right. 
Thank you. Oh, do you got a sound? How much do you want? Well, how much do you usually have? Start you off with a pint. Thank you. There you go. A cigar? No, thank you. I don't oh. like cigars. You stick to your pipe. Elliot, I've been meaning to ask you all day, I suppose. Now's as good a time as any. Tell me, do you trust me? What with? No, not with any one thing in particular. Just in general, do you trust me? No, I don't. No? Well, what did you expect me to say? I expected you to say yes, or at the very least, a bit. All right, then I trust you a bit in exceptionally rare circumstances. Well, then I hope that this is one of those circumstances, because I'm afraid I have to admit that I haven't been wholly honest with you today. Don't tell me you've gone off shortbread. No, it's rather more serious than that. All right, right. Since you were away in Scotland, there have been some rum goings on at Household Hall. Why, what's gone off? I fear I'm being driven to madness by... Some... By your mum? No, by... Some... By your wife? No, by... By your son? No, by... Not s- your dad? No, by... Not by me? No, by... Not s- Paul Daniel. Go ex-directory. It's ever so simple. No, not Paul Daniel. Who then? By turkeys. Turkeys have come from space because we accidentally uncovered an ancient monolith in Gingerloo Down, that field out there over the beach hedge. And soon afterwards, I witnessed a total solar eclipse, and ever since then, he by crikey, I am in a mess. These turkeys are intimidating, they're massive, they're trying to mind rinse me, to control me. I can't explain it. I don't ask you to understand, I just ask you to trust me. That's why you're here. That's why I've been up half the night at the kitchen table with Mother concocting this adventure map and colouring it in really neatly. That's why I've misled you. Because I need you to see what I've seen. I need you to believe me before... Before it's all over. What? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm going home. I've got pigs to feed. Elliot, wait, wait, no. Stay where you are. I swear it's the truth. You swear it's the truth, even though you've had me to deal with that you've not been honest. I told you because you're the only one I could trust. So you trust me, but you're lying to me. You're twisting my wording, and it just won't do, young man. No, No, don't go, please. If I stay any longer, I shall have to... Don't strike me with your palms. I'm not going to strike you with your palm, but if I stay any longer, I shall have to demand the truth. (laughs) We no more mindless (laughs) tittle-tattle. Because if we turn blindly to lies... And shamefully let it pass every time an untruth gets spoken, then what do we have? <laughs> hey? I don't know. Hey? I don't know. So tell you what we have. Note. That's what we have. And I don't want to be part of a world that pulls anything above the truth. Do you agree? Yes, I do agree. It's music to my ears. Hold on. Oh no! What's that noise? Elliot! The turkeys! The turkeys! They're here! They're here! I'm living on the turkey planet Derricker XD4, and in exchange for eternal life and a splendid hip replacement, I have agreed with the turkey overlords to become a key stage 2 maths teacher for all biological life forms willing to learn. 
they have the same schools, junior and intermediate grading systems as we do on Earth. And like us, they'd like to be rid of it, but even aliens need maths. Two plus two is still four, no matter what planet you live on. Uncle Elliot is still trying to complete the Junior Explorer Mini Beast and Wild Creature Puzzle Quest Adventure Activity Map and works in London two days a week doing very basic admin for a pop-up cinema. Now 74 and living in Islington, he had this to say. Looking back now with hindsight I can see that Bernard was right and I were wrong. But if I'd have believed him, if I'd have believed in the Turkish power, I mean, you know, actually believed in it, would it have made any damn difference at all? Bernard didn't know what fate had in store for him. After all, who does? Hey, don't they get into some scrapes? That was Wings of Danger, an episode of the Sabernab Moore Show, an independently made programme created, produced, directed, recorded and edited by the Dethick Brothers. It featured Joseph Dethick as Sabernab Moore and Jim Dethick as Uncle Elliot Campy and Dr Nutt. The writer was Joseph Dethick and music was by the Dethick Brothers. Thank you for listening. Ta-da, and take care.